Welcome back, friend. I'm so excited for you to hear this conversation today. I got to interview my friend, Leslie Means, who is the owner of Her View From Home, which is a website that is just making a huge difference. They are reaching millions of people every month by sharing stories from people like you and me. And we got to sit down and talk today about how the hard makes it great and how we hear God whispers and what He's calling us to. And there was just so many good nuggets from today's conversation. So grab a notepad, grab a pen, and I hope you enjoy. Leslie Means, welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. Oh, I'm so excited. You have such a special place in my heart because, okay, before we get into that, you need to introduce yourself and then I'll tell How do I introduce myself? (sighs) Tell us who you are, what you do, where you're at. What do I do, Caitlin? I (laughs) Okay. I am a mom of three kids. My kids are 12, 10, and four. I had to think about that for a second. (laughs) Wife to a very handsome guy. Uh, We've been married for, I think it'll be 17 years this New Year's Eve, I believe. I am a farm girl. I grew up on a farm in South Central Nebraska that has been in our family since the late 1800s. And actually 1901 was the official official. And I grew up in the same house that my uh, great grandpa and my grandpa and my dad grew up in. And now my sister and her family live there. So it's very, you know, the farming industry holds a very, very close piece of my heart. And my husband and I were in Houston for a couple of years, and then we moved back to central Nebraska. So I'm in Kearney, Nebraska is where we are. And we've been here really ever since, since like 2006. Yeah. And I'm also the owner and founder of, <laughs> <laughs> of Her View From Home. Small detail. <laughs> right. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So tell us about Her View From Home. How did it get started? How long has it been going? So Caitlin has told me that I have permission to tell long stories. So this is long. So because it's so when people are like, tell me how this happened. I just, you know, I have to go off on kind of tangents here. So they're important details. They are important. important. It is. It is because it's, you know, I talk about whispers all the time and, and really God's purpose in all of this. And I feel like so many pieces of this story can be told when you look back and see how God was orchestrating it the whole time. So my background is actually broadcast journalism. So I have a a broadcast journalism degree from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, and that's where I met my husband at Husker Vision. And storytelling, storytelling, have always loved to do that. Started telling stories in third grade to my cats. (laughs) <laughs> in our barn, like always just, I, I was always have been fascinated by people's stories. And I've always felt like, even though I was on this small farm in the middle of Nebraska, that I knew there was, I, I you know, it must be from my parents teaching me. I just knew there was, or maybe watching a lot of PBS shows. I knew there was more than just where I was. So I just was always fascinated by that and the people. And so went into journalism and I was in TV for about seven years and I was morning anchor and weekend anchor. And then I started a local talk show and the talk show was really fun. And it was, it was myself and another co-anchor and and we got to talk to just local people about their stories and what they were doing. And, you know, sometimes it was events going on, but really it was just kind of a, a, a place to 
talk and share stories, which I'm like, dream job. This is amazing. Whatever. Like, this is exactly what I wanted to do until it wasn't, which is the weird piece of this story. Because at when my girls were probably two and like six months, I was maybe 28 then. And I just felt like something was missing. It's the, it's just so hard to explain. Now I I really do believe it was God pushing me in a different direction, but I felt like something was missing and there was no reason to feel like anything was missing because it's this dream job, right? It was pretty easy. I was going in from like 6am, which was way better than 1am, which is what I used to be doing. I was like a 6am to noon job. I got to talk to people every day. I'm like, why, why is something missing? Randomly got a call on my work phone. So this would have been 2010, I believe, from a woman I'd met a couple times. And she said, Hey, Leslie, I, I'd love for you to give me a call when you get a chance. And I immediately after that phone call, I said, wouldn't that be cool if she was offering me a job? And she was. And it's like, I just think of that now. I'm like, what? It was a job <laughs> at our local chamber of commerce. So uh, like business perspective, you know, business mm-hmm. and working with businesses in town. And so I took that job and at first it was great, except I'm this broadcast journalism girl who didn't even know how to do an Excel spreadsheet. So I I had a a big learning curve at first. And I remember like the first week coming home over my lunch break, looking at myself in the mirror and be prepared. I cry a lot. So I was like, I was bawling at that moment. and And I was like, what did I just do? Did I leave? my dream job in television to work for the chamber of commerce. Like I love the chamber, but it wasn't TV. It wasn't storytelling. What am I doing? And I just had to be patient because God was really just orchestrating this whole grand plan. And so I was at the chamber for a while and I missed the creative vibe of TV, but I was learning the business side of how to run a business. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to start I'm going to start a blog. I'm going to call it Her View From Home. And I'll just be able to, you know, share stories. And that's when I started writing for our local paper too. I started writing columns. So I've been writing weekly columns for like uh, 10 years now. But so that's when I started that. And then along the way, a couple business partners came in. And I was like, okay, we're going to make Her View From Home. I'm going to still work at Chamber. But we're going to make Her View From Home like this local talk show was that I had on TV. We're going to tell about Nebraska people and places. And... At the chamber, there was this business plan competition that came up. I think it's important to know that I had no money, zero, <laughs> zero, no money and no business background at all, right? But I'm like, right. business. And yeah. so this, this $10,000 grant was up on the table for anybody who had a business idea. And I learned about it through the chamber because I worked there. And I was like, okay, I 10,000 bucks. Okay, let's try this. And we ended up winning that grant for $10,000, which got us computers, which was really the launching pad to even have anything to start the business. And from there, I was working, gosh, I think I was at the chamber for three or four years before Herview was making any money. And I have to say too, I should back up, to even get the site off the ground besides the grant, I had to go into all of these businesses in town randomly. And now I think of it, I'm like, how did I do this? But <laughs> I went into people that I kind of knew and I said, hey, I have this dream 
to start this website where people can share their stories. I think that you would be a great advertiser on Harvey from home. Will you give me 50 bucks to put your ad on the website? And they did. Like, <laughs> like it's constantly shocking to me that these people were like, yeah, I think you could probably, that sounds cool. How I did that, no idea. And so, you know, all these little things I feel like were God's way of making it happen. And probably, I think finally three or four years in, was I finally able to stop working at the chamber. I was also working for a local marketing guy. And I was like, okay, God, I think, I think I'm going to do this all in. Because by that point, it wasn't just a Nebraska website. I don't know, Caitlin, maybe when, when did you come on? Oh, I remember. Five years ago, maybe? Was it like 2016, 2017? Yeah, maybe? I wasn't an original. But yeah, but you've been around for a while, quite a while right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's 2016. And my husband's like, I think you can do this. I think you can make her view your full time gig. And I was like, Okay, well, you know, I, I had to make enough money to help pay for the house <laughs> and food on the table and <laughs> to pay writers. And I was like, if I'm gonna, I'm gonna try it, I'm gonna give it a go. And if it doesn't work, you know, I can go get a job somewhere else. I know enough people in town, I go work at Target, you know, whatever. But I think this is something that I need to try. So it's June, and you've probably heard this story. This is my favorite and like emotional bawling too. It's June of 2016 and like her views broke, broke. We're getting good views, but we're like, you know, maybe we had like 18,000 Facebook followers at the time. And now we have, you know, over a million and, uh-huh. and we're, we have great writers, but I'm not getting a lot of views and I'm looking at our budget for the next month. And I'm like, I don't. I don't think I have enough money to keep this site running. And also at that very moment, my husband and I found out we were expecting our third baby. And it's like all these things happening one time, you don't have any money in your account and now you're pregnant. But I should have been (laughs) terrified. Like Uh any normal person would be like, all right, well, you should go apply at Target because this is not going to (laughs) work. But I had this weird peace, this weird, hard to explain. I can only explain God because I knew that it was going to be okay. And this is when I get emotional. So my husband and I, uh, we refinanced the house and we had enough money for the next month to pay the mortgage. And a few weeks after all of that, I got an email from a woman who found us somehow. I still don't know how she found us because we were so small. And she said, Leslie, I have been really praying about this. And I really want to share my story. And I think Herbie from Home is the place to share it. And I was like, okay, you know, this is, I'd love to share it. Well, it was about her friend who at four months after her baby was born, her friend committed suicide. And she just felt like Herbie from Home was the place to share that story, which was, you know, such a humbling honor. And I was like, okay, God, this is, I'm sharing this. and. It completely changed the website. The views took off. I mean, it just so many people found us. And then probably not long after that post was published, a woman emailed and said, that article changed my life. It saved my life. And I thought, all right, this is it. Like, God, I hear you and we're going to keep going. And time and time and time again, that keeps happening. Ooh, sorry. And I You're just, fine. I'm right there with you. 
<laughs> I just know, you know, sometimes in the hard and there's been a lot of hard and there's been just this last week, I was in the middle of the night, 3am and I was trying to open my Bible and I couldn't. And I was talking to God that was like, I don't understand what you're doing at this moment. I do not understand, but I know you have a purpose in it. And I am doing my best to listen to you, but I'm ticked at you right now. You know, there's been so many times that I just hear, just wait, it's okay. Like, keep going. There's a purpose in this. And then the next day, like something happens or the next week, something happens that it proves that it is is so much bigger than me or really what my dreams are or really even what the writer's dreams are, because there are things happening that no one, that we will never know of the millions of people who are now reading these words, your words, all these writers' words, that they are saving lives by just sharing their personal stories. And we'll never know. Literally, literally saving lives. Yes. Yeah. And I just am like, I don't know, I'm always so in awe of God. So I always say, and I have, I have probably 20 whisper stories that I could share, but I am always like, okay, God, until you tell me to stop this, I'm just going to keep it going. And that's, was that a long-winded answer? I I love it though, but important. I mean, and part of the reason I love her view story so much, like I know so many of the hard parts and that it was really hard. And you often talk about how you felt like you were alone on an island with this mission and this vision. But what God has done with those whispers and your obedience through those whispers and the not giving up when to other people, it didn't make sense. And can we talk a second for your husband let you remortgage your house? Like that's how yeah, much he I, believed in I, you. Can I use my shirt really quick to wipe snot off my You can, absolutely. <laughs> he, you know, he has been, so I tell people this all the time, that if you don't have one person in your life who truly believes in you, besides God, I mean, if I didn't have mm-hmm. God, we didn't have, man, I, I know, I I just know for sure that everybody, we're all just sinful humans. And without God, whew, we've got nothing. Because at the end, everybody will leave us, right? Yep. So I know mm-hmm. that for sure. So after God, if you can find one person in your life who can support you and truly support you, not just tell you what you want to hear, not just be there for you for some other reason, but really truly support you, then, then that's, I think, all you need for so much in this mm-hmm. life. And that is always my husband. Yeah, he he has supported me through all of this. I think just a couple of days ago, he's like, I'd bet on you any day. Last. Oh. And I was like, okay, thank you. Because <laughs> so many times I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, constant. I mean, every week I'm probably like, okay, well, this is new. I have no idea what I'm doing in this situation. But but because I had, I had parents who believed in me and I have a husband who believes in me and sisters, you know, it just, it, yeah. it really does make all the difference when you have that in your life. And thank God that God is patient. You know, like mm-hmm. I have not had one conversation with someone who was like, well, I heard him this one time and then I've been obedient ever since and I never drug my feet and I never, you know, pretended like I couldn't hear him telling me what to do. And it's just like all these times that we pretend we can't hear the whispers or, you know, right. we're, we're like, why? Or is that is right. that really a God whisper? Is that really what right. you're telling me? And he's so patient and still shows up. So why her view is so special to me is because that's where my very first writing piece was published. Like that was that was home. And I still remember sending that piece in and not even knowing if God was asking me to write or if I had any gift or talent at it at all and wondering and getting the email back saying that 
it was going to be published. And I cried. And I know you hear this story all the time because how many writers do you have now? I don't even know. I think we've had like 10 to 15,000 articles published in the nine Whoa. years that we've been. <laughs> wow. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. And I know like, you already said this, but what God's done through those writers and through her view from home. I mean, I've told so many people, I don't, I wouldn't have a book. I wouldn't have a website. I wouldn't have anything if it hadn't have started with her view from home. But what really sticks out to me is it's not just that it's a platform to have your writing published. It's her view from home because there's other platforms out there and they're not the same. And I, I so admire you because your mission has been the same from the start. Like you have stood so firmly in wanting to give writers a voice and tell their stories. And I love the story about telling the cat stories in the barn. Like I love it. You know, I love, and thank you. Thank you for that. And I love to see how, I mean, all the awesome that you're doing in your book and this podcast. And I see your name all over the place. And I just, that is something that I love about being in the middle of the country too, where I'm at, because mm-hmm. I just, I think that there's such an important part that the world misses on everyday stories on Mm -hmm. everyday normal people who might not be in the spotlight, but are making a casserole for their friend, you know, or who help somebody with a flat tire on the road. Like we are, you know, and I, I love my background is media. So I get that. And I, I don't like the narrative of media does this media does that. But I do think there's a lot of really hard stories out there and not enough good stories are told. And mm-hmm. there's not enough places for just good, normal people to share stories. And so I think that's a really big part of her view. You know, we have very, very big writers now, you know, on her view from home, but people who've also never published one single piece. And we just truly believe that there's a, a place for everyone on our platform. I really love in the writer group that I think every day I see a new writer who's like, I just got my first piece published ever. What do I do? And I'm like, Oh, sister, I feel you. Like, I remember that so clearly. And I just feel like they have no idea what God has in store. Like, you know, looking back, it's just like, Whoa, but I'm really glad that I got to be on the inside that I was around before the turning point, I guess we Mm -hmm. call it the turning point. You Uh know what I'm talking about? Because it was, okay, how many years? The mascot is a turtle. The mascot is a turtle. It's still a turtle. It's still a turtle because her view was a slow and steady. And you Uh talk about that a lot, the slow and steady race. But tell me about the turning point. And what, when was that, I guess? You know, I think the turning point really was that that fall of 2016 with that first article, because that was the first that really exploded. I think the site went from, you know, 150,000 views to a million views a month. And then in January, which many people may have read this piece, the butthole wife piece. Have I told you the the story of that one? So I, I still wasn't, we didn't have any staff for her view until fall of 2017. And so it was all, it was all me, which is why there's some articles we are trending in SEO for misspelled words. because <laughs> I was just like, get the story out, get the story out. Now yeah. we have editors who are so good, thankfully. Thank you God for that. But this story came in and it was stop being a butthole wife. And the writer was talking about how she lost her husband. And really it was just the, the view of, let go of the little things. Mm -hmm. If you're tripping over his shoes, let go of it. 
there are much bigger things to worry about now, you know, from a different perspective of losing her husband at a young age and remarrying. And the article came in and normally I wouldn't leave the word butthole on the title, not because of whatever, but because from my media background, you can't have any language in things or you could get fines. And so Uh I really did keep those same rules on Herbie's mom. And I was so tired. I was so pregnant because it was January of 2017. The article came in. I was like, I'm just going to leave it. I'm going to leave it as is. I'm going to throw a picture up. I'm going to leave the title and we'll just, you know, whatever. Here we go. And it went bananas. (laughs) We had 9 million views that month. 9 million on the website in 2017. And it, that really was also another, like just propelled us forward. So many people found us from those pieces. And I'm like, gosh, I'm glad I didn't change the title because no kidding. You know, it was, it was huge. So I think from there, it really has just, it just keeps growing since that, since that point. And it's been fun to watch. Thank you. Okay. So talking about the God whispers again, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people are like, well, how do you know if it's from God? Or how do you know if it's a worldly dream? Or how do you, how do you know if God's really asking you to do that? Or how, how do I know if God's asking me to write? What is, what's been your experience with the God whispers? Oh, Caitlin, this is such a hard <laughs> I know. answer because last Monday, a week ago, you know, I told you at like three 30 in the morning, I was so mad at God and I was pretty sure I have been listening to him wrong the whole time. So I, I think, I don't know. I, I don't know if we know for sure until the time has passed. And then, you know, you know, I think of mm-hmm. when I was walking around in my kitchen and I remember this so clearly in 2011 before I named my blog and it took me like two months to name Herbie from home and nothing was happening yet. It was just why, you know, at that moment, I just kept thinking there's something that's going to happen with this. There's something that's going to happen with this. Why do I have to really focus on it? Why is this taking me so long? I can look back now and think, well, I think I really do think God was like, wait a second, you need to focus on this. This is going to be big. Don't make it just a little thing, you know? And so Mm -hmm. for me, I don't really know until those moments are past. A lot of people will say, you know, point to scripture. And if scripture tells you one way or the other, that's the way you should go. I think it can be a combination of those things. But I just, I know with her view that on paper, it should not have ever worked Mm -hmm. ever. And knowing that it keeps working just to me is, is proving that it is God's hand in all of this. And yeah, you know, I don't know if that's the right answer or what people want to hear because I'm always questioning myself too. But I also always know that there has to be a place for women to tell their stories. And if they want to tell stories with faith in them, that that is what we're supposed to be. Yeah. And it's like, we're not going to open up the Bible and see a verse that says, start a blog. Right. So sometimes it is hard. And I also think, I know this was a hard question, but I think it's really good because I think all of us struggle with it of knowing, is this God asking me to do something? And I don't think any of us have the perfect right answer for it because not every single thing is in scripture of, hey, where's my business plan? You know, I mean, there's, there's general, you know, principles that line up, but also I think that sometimes it's, maybe you've experienced this too. It's the little nuggets. Like when you get that one email that yep. it's, it's not like God sends you a text message, which would be very handy. I mean, right. if he could do that, I would very much appreciate it. 
<laughs> but you know, sometimes it's a little email or it's one mm-hmm. message that mm-hmm. keeps going for another day. That that's exactly it. And I also I also know that God and I have had a really interesting relationship. I can remember talking to him as young as, you know, early grade school. And we're like friends and sometimes enemies. I'm so mad at him sometimes yeah. and I don't understand. And yet I know I remember there were some really low times in college, some really dark, some really dark Leslie days. And at the end of the day, all I could keep doing was asking God, I would say, please, God, just lead me in the right direction in my life. Just please. And when I couldn't open the Bible, when I couldn't go to church, I would just talk to him at that. And I just know he led me to my husband and and these moments in my life of things that just keep happening because I truly believe I just put trust in him. And that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that crap doesn't happen because crap happens right? Right. all the time. But I just, I don't know. I I think I, I just constantly had a constant dialogue with God. But it's never been proper because I'm just not a good scripture girl. I can't recite it. I've, I've gone to church since I was a baby, but I just am not, I can't, I'm not a, a Christian speaker. That's right. just not me. But we've always, God and I have just always had a really good relationship and I'm trying to work on it to make it even stronger too. So I think that's just a kind of a personal connection too of how you hear them. And if that makes any sense, that's how I hear it. It makes sense. And I do think he speaks to us in different ways. Like mm-hmm. he knows, you know, how, what each of us need in each moment and he yep. comes in. Okay. So talking about how Herview has grown so much over the last few years, it used to be a one man show. It was a one man show for gosh, probably four or five years. It wasn't until 2017 when I was finally able to hire staff. And, you know, I talk so much about Yes, it was God moments that the site is where it is. And yes, the writing community. I mean, all of those things to line up to get her view as big as it is, is such a God whisper to me. And also the team who has helped grow her view. Caitlin, when I first started, I remember one of our first editors, Carolyn is her name. And (laughs) I said, you know, I think it's only going to take like six hours a week of your time. Uh, no, it was, it's like 40 plus hours and she definitely wasn't getting paid for 40 plus hours. And that's always how the team has been. We have a handful of just core people who've grown her view who do it because they know that the mission is bigger than themselves. And that is to me, just a testament of how God wants this just to continue to happen. And they're so amazing. I mean, in the group, they're so encouraging. They're, they're cheerleaders and it's so cool to see how the team works together, how it's yep. such an effort, uh, such a group effort. Yep. They have been, they've been there for me when I couldn't even be there for them, if that makes sense. So it's just, it's so, it's really family. And I feel that way about the writers too, and that whole community. I feel like so many of these people have become family. We've kind of grown up together in the last nine years. And it's, it's really a gift that I'm, I'm honored to just be a part of this whole community. Yeah, I love that. So what's your vision for Herview going forward? What's oh, your, gosh. what's your dream? Well, we have, we're working, we're working, I think I can say maybe on <laughs> some books, uh-huh. some books things and really no details to share. Like I, I don't like it when people are like, I have something exciting. Really, there's no details to share. But that is the next really big dream. And big it's 
I don't know. I think it can be, I keep telling my head, I just had a conversation with my husband last night. I'm like, these, these books are either going to be just huge or they're going to totally flop. And (laughs) I'm going to be completely wrong. But right now today I, I have this like feeling that it could be huge and it, and it works on the mission of what her view is. I'm really excited. That's our next big focus for her while continuing to, you know, share all these stories that we just are constantly sharing. Has it been hard to stick to your mission? I know you've had a clear vision, but has it been hard to not like stray and be like, well, this is what someone else is doing and it's working really good. Oh, Caitlin. (laughs) (laughs) If, if we could be one thing or the other, it would be way easier. Mm-hmm. I always say if we could be super conservative or super liberal, there would be no problem. But that's not her view from home. Mm-hmm. And I've learned some hard lessons in that. You know, I was talking to you about boundaries. Boundaries are really important. And so we're just constantly learning of ways to improve and be better and be a better community for our writers. But it is constantly hard. Yes, it's very hard. Yes, <laughs> it's, very, it's very hard. That's why I'm like... So often I'm like, God, it would be so much easier to go work at Taco Bell right now. Yes. Like, this would be so much easier. What are you doing? Pretty sure last week I yelled at him for that too. Well, yeah. But yeah. Oh, and okay. You guys just launched, you're doing courses, right? Yes. Yes. We have that... some of those going too. And then another big, our shop. Yes. Yes. So that has been our, so God made a mother t-shirts have been very big for Mother's Day. Yeah. So that's our next, I will say our big, so the website, the shop and the books are going to be our next, you know, three core things that we're doing. Yeah. The last year has been big. It has been very big (laughs) and scary and weird and all the things in the bathtub last spring is when I was like, we've got to do this book. Like that was, you know, Oprah talks about her all moments. This Uh was like, that was my, like, finally it clicked. So we'll see. Report back in a year and I'll let you know know how it goes. (laughs) Why is it that it's either in the bathtub or the shower that like the best ideas come? It's It's so true. Or like my best conversations with God. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Because Hopefully kids aren't in the tub with us and we're just Uh like focused. Focused in. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that leads me into the sticky note goals. You've started like this huge thing of sticky note goals. Tell me about them. What do you want to know about them? I don't even know. Sometimes I think they're stupid, Caitlin. And then sometimes I'm like... I'm looking at them right now. And, so am um, I. I'm like, I are you? <laughs> yeah. Mine right now says, listen to the whispers, oh. which that's the one that's like in eye contact right now. And then I have a, uh, you might not have what it takes, but God does keep going. I think, I think I've learned a lot through sticky note goals for a long time. I wanted sticky note goals just so I had a tangible thing to look at. So I would keep going. And I know I told the team that when we were trying to hit a million likes. But the problem with sticky note goals is if people let those take over your self-worth, that Mm -hmm. can be a really bad downfall with sticky notes. So you have to know when you're setting those goals. So again, I put, I think I put be on the Forbes list, which I'd still really love for our Uh books to be there at some point. I put, you know, get a million likes on Herbie's mom. I have a whole wall of sticky notes that have happened and sticky notes that have failed. But the whole time while I was writing them, I knew that if it didn't happen, 
that that was okay, that I could cross it off and put a new date or a new goal. And, but if you don't, if you don't know that, if you think that you're going to be crushed, if you don't hit those goals, then maybe saying no goals aren't the thing for you. Yeah, you know, and that's I just, okay. Yeah. Yes. I want to make sure people know that because you, I truly believe you have to know yourself and what you can handle before you put those goals on paper. And sometimes my goals on paper, I'll, I will put in a, in a drawer and not let anybody see or talk about until I feel like maybe they could come true. And then I'll put them on the wall and I'll look at them. But for me, it's just a personal way to just keep going and a tangible way to look at a goal and really keep pushing, pushing through. Yeah. I like having the visual. Yeah. I like when I'm sitting at my computer and I feel like what I'm doing doesn't matter or I feel directionless that I can just look up and be like, that's what I'm working for. And they're not, like you said, they're not all number goals or financial goals. Sometimes it's like, just tell people about Jesus, like tell someone about Jesus today. They they can be that too. And I think that's, that's important. Okay. So I wasn't going to ask you this, but for those of you listening, no, it's okay. (laughs) You obviously people listening cannot see us, but we can see each other right Uh now. And there's a sign behind you. Yes. And it's a Herview sign. I know. And in bold letters, it says, the hard is what makes it great. Mm-hmm. How is that born? So do you know that A League of Their Own, when Tom Hanks says that, if you don't, you need to watch it. There's a movie line oh, where he yes. says, he says, she's talking about how, you know, what is her name? I can't think of it now. How awful that I can't think of it. But she's talking about how, you know, it's just too hard. And she wants to go back to her husband and just raise babies. And she doesn't want to play baseball anymore. And she said, it's just too hard. And Tom said, the hard is what makes it great. So I would constantly tell my husband, it's just too hard. I can't do this. I don't know why I'm doing this. And he surprised me with that Mother's Day, maybe 2015 or 2016. And on it is a whole bunch of quotes from Herbie from Home writers and readers. And he just, I know, he surprised me with it in it. And I am constantly looking at that as well. Just, again, goes back to that. You need that one person to support you, to believe in you. And that's always been him. And I yell at him sometimes and I'll throw something. I'm like, the heart of what makes it great. That's so stupid. Like, whatever. But it is so true. It's so true. I think we've all been through something hard. And, yeah. and you know, through that, you can learn so much and grow and become so much better. But only through those hard moments do you know how to to, you know, gain that growth. And so there's constant, there's constant hard parts of this business, but so many good parts too. And I know a lot of the hard stories that Herview has published are often the ones that, I mean, yep. just, well, like the ones that save lives. It's the yep. hard ones yep. and they need to be told. Yep. So, okay. You, I know we have a lot of listeners and I have a lot of people that follow that I always get asked about writing or how did I get started in writing and, you know, how everything led up to where I am. And the good news is her view takes submissions. Yes. Right. So how can they do that? If someone is like, I'm going to do it. Yep. So there's a tab on our website that's right for her tab. I believe it's under the contact us. And we, we do get hundreds of submissions a month now maybe more than that, but for sure hundreds. And so I do want you guys to know that please be familiar with the website and read the rules that the editors have put there because 
There's so much content coming in. We want to share your story, but definitely follow those rules. You know, I think there's a yeah. don't upload a word doc. Don't do that. <laughs> it's going to go into the trash. So make sure you're following the rules. Also, if you get rejections and you will get rejections and there are very big, powerful writers who've written for us for years who still get rejections. It's me. Don't take it. Yes. <laughs> you rejected me. Oh, I, would re- I know. I've rejected. I've had so many rejections too from sites and just know it's not personal. It mm-hmm. is not personal. It is specific to the brand and, you know, trying to fit in with our mission. And that doesn't mean that your words wouldn't be beautiful somewhere else. They just might not be a fit for her view at that point. And most of the time, I would say like 92% of the time, the reason is because one, either you didn't follow the rules or two, we've already published 723 different pieces like that. Now, it doesn't mean that that's not important because I think everybody, you know, how many like wild child, hard child pieces we have, they're all different. They're all kind of similar, but they're all different. So we just may have published some of those recently. So that doesn't mean, you know, be discouraged. Keep trying. But yeah, don't take it personally. Yeah, that's very important. And I know people said that. And rejection is hard. You know, very hard. even now, like, yep. it hurts. But I will say if someone is listening, and they reach out, and you don't get accepted, do not let it stop you from your dream. Right. Do not. Or if you talk to anyone who has done this long enough, there is not one of us that has not been rejected. Just don't let it stop you. Rejected over and over, over and over, over again. It, yes. it, it doesn't get that much easier. Like, it doesn't, you know, you know, I love that. I'm so glad you said that because sometimes people are like, no, it gets easier. I'm like, does it? No, it I doesn't. Don't, I don't think it gets easier. I think we just learn how to maybe cope with it better. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. we just know that it's part of this business. Yeah. I also tell writers, I'm like, so many writers too who have their own platforms. I'm like, you guys, you are, you're not just a writer. Like you're a business owner. Like that's something that I really had to understand too from working on the business side. Like this is really hard. Like not only are you sharing your personal story, which is an incredibly vulnerable thing to do, but you're also like managing this from a business perspective. Even if you're like, no, I'm not. I just have a Facebook page. No, you are. Like that is still, you are still like a platform for yourself. That is still a business. It is a very difficult thing to do. And I think we need to give ourselves so much grace in that. And we're bad at that as women. We're bad. We at are doing that. We're really ourselves. bad at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, Leslie, tell everyone where they need to go to find you and all the things and how they can follow along on her view. Her view from home.com. I think our uh, Facebook and Instagram are her view from home as well. And yeah, find us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to share your story. So much goodness. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank this was you, such friend. a good conversation. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Thanks.